Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast when living your dream is the only option. Here we are, Jason. We are here for another great week, another great guest. Are you ready for this one? I am. All right. We've got a 30-year music industry executive turned mastery method certified life coach and certified hypnotist. She went from being a corporate control freak to a self-proclaimed spiritual geek. We are going to chat about her life of the glitz and glam of rock and roll, what led her to change directions in life. Also, she got sober three and a half years ago through hypnosis and what it was like. There's so much going on. What it was like to become a mom later in life on her own. And then she has twins. Uh, Hello, Lynn McDonald. Welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? Thank you for the introduction. (laughs) This is our first time. We were in a a program called TCP together, but it's our first time uh, at least meeting over the internet. And that's pretty cool. It's crazy to think that we've been like in the same circle of music industry. Oh, right. Our our whole career. Entire careers. All right. Uh, It's pretty wild. Mind boggling. And I lived in L.A., forever and never even met you in person uh, and i used to live in new york and now you live in new york right that's fine we swapped we swapped <laughs> i want to take it back it's winter still yeah right okay yeah. we are going to chat with lynn mcdowell mcdonald i keep wanting to call you mcdowell maybe that's like an irish thing andy maybe andy? i could i'm wearing yeah. my irish sweat my irish t-shirt today for oh, St. Nice. Day. yes we're yeah. recording on saint patrick's day uh, yeah. i love your line your tag on your website grow through what you go through. We're going to find out more about that coming up next. We made it to season three of the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. We'll be chatting with guests and each other about facing your fears and going for it in life. We hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it. And we're back. Happy St. Patty's Day. I mean, by the time this airs, it'll be many days after. But people are probably still hungover. No, but not you. Not but me. Not you. We'll get into that. <laughs> You're hungover on love and life. I am yeah, not hungover right? on right, alcohol. Right. <laughs> so you were a 30-year music industry. Did you work for a label? Is that, yeah, is that your deal? Yeah. yeah. I moved to L.A. 10 days after I graduated college. Where'd you go to Buffalo, college? New York. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? We keep having a connection to Buffalo. Jason's dad's from there, but our last guest also spent time in Buffalo. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Really? There's a wow. lot of Buffalonians. Yeah. Cool. But you're So you're originally from New York. From where? From Buffalo, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I grew up originally. in Buffalo, yeah. Jason, wow. in Buffalo. And I think Did you my go to grandmother... What? <laughs> I, went, I was at the Amherst UB campus, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's I was going to say, my grandmother, I think, also lived in Buffalo, so the three of us could all be related. Is that something we could. That's true. Out there? <laughs> we could. <laughs> so you went from Buffalo to school, and then you came out to L.A. Tell us more. I did. I went to L.A. Well, my dream was to be the next Diane Sawyer, because I had oh. a degree in journalism. Oh. 
And nice. so I went to um, LA because I couldn't take the weather anymore in Buffalo. And I was like watching, you know, Baywatch and watching Pam Anderson, like <laughs> run, running down the beach. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to do, I have to go there. That's what our life is like. We were always yeah. running in thongs <laughs> yeah. on the beach. And we look that good too. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up working at um, KFWB All News 98. And I was working overnights. Were you a news anchor? No, I was just like oh. out of college. I was pulling newswire. Oh, funny. And oh. and uh, programming the cart machine, which was way back when, <laughs> way oh, back. Yeah. And um, I met a woman named Yvonne Olson. You might know her. Uh, but she was the news editor at Radio and Records, which is um, a, now a, a former magazine, trade magazine in the music industry. So she said, hey, um, do you want a, like a job during the day? And so I got a job at R&R. And then I was like, holy crap, who knew how awesome getting a job in music is? Like you get to go to concerts and you meet bands and you go to parties and it was a blast. And, you know, you go to college and you never like on career day, they don't have like music executives there telling you about a job like that. I just never yeah. knew it existed. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so then I ended up going to Interscope at the inception. And then I left there and went to a little label called Time Bomb. And then I left there and went to Reprise for 10 years. And what so were you doing around. at the labels? Uh I did um alternative radio promotion. So I dealt with all the alternative radio stations you, across the uh, country. I'm good friends awesome. with Trina Tombrink, who was in that world. It has to be yeah. not that big of a world. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So funny. you did all that. And did then... all that. Then I got to be like 40, you know, and then it wasn't fun anymore. You, you were like, like oh. life's over. I'm 40. Well, no, I was like Jason's turning 40 this year, by the way. Ooh. Just giving him a little heads up for what's yeah. next. No, it's good. It's good. But like, I wanted to have a family, you know, but, and I was on the road all the time and, you know, living the life. Did you travel yeah. the world? For, with bands and that no just just the US. u.s yeah yeah just u.s but i was on the road like every other week oh and for God, sometimes a week at a time and then the thing is you're like you're doing promotion so like they're you know you get up at five in the morning and get the charts and you look at spins and then you gotta like catch a flight and then you're on a plane and then you land and then you have like a breakfast meeting and a lunch meeting and then a uh, dinner meeting with a programmer and then you like in the between you're driving the band around to meet to do radio interviews and then taking winners to sound check and then it was just crazy and then by the time you're done with the night you know meet and greets after the show at one o'clock in the morning oh my god it was yeah, just exactly. and all this it's sounds just, really exciting when you're in your like early 20s you're like right yes. but when you start to get 40 you're like i really uh, can i go to bed before two yeah dude <laughs> i was i used to do what i called a houdini like i'm gonna go to ladies room and then i would just like slip oh, out. Yeah. irish irish exit my, i'm a big fan of that yeah she loves it <laughs> She likes doing the Houdini and then Irish exiting. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. I wonder, yeah. like, do you know Trish Bach by any chance? No. No? Um, okay. Yeah. Just curious. She was, she still is, but she was really in, I think she was on Ep with Epic and uh, yeah. Sony and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what she did, but she also worked with Michael Jackson. And Yeah. She worked with a bunch back of Back in the people. day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, I mean, okay. it was fun. Like, you know, it was super fun. And that's the whole like lifestyle of the rock and roll, too. You know, you're 
not eating properly. You're barely sleeping. You're like rolling on coffee and, uh, and then you go, you're like, Oh, it's party all the time. You're drinking at dinner. You're drinking at the show. You're drinking after the show. (laughs) It's the greatest times. Did you smoke cigarettes too? Oh no, I never had a cigarette. Wow. My entire life. Oh wow. Wow. I know. That's impressive. Well, my grandma for... died of lo- of oh. uh, esophageal cancer when she, when I was sixteen, so I was like, mm, I'm "Not doing that." That's, I mean, that's smart. My grandma yeah. died from emphysema and all that stuff too, and I still was like, "Well, gonna keep smoking." But <laughs> I only did it for six more years. But still, my total years of doing that was almost twenty, I think. So oh it, was long, yeah. it was too long. It was, it yeah. was, it was too long. But I'm surprised though, a coffee drinker and a booze drinker, and you you didn't smoke. That is crazy i know i know wow they okay, just go so, so well together were you still in la this whole time or did you move to oh it's in la all the time most, yeah, okay. yeah 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 what led so, you to new york my family lives here and then so this i didn't come to here back here till six years ago five years five and a half years ago are you in buffalo so, or manhattan i'm in um saratoga springs like albany-ish oh wow oh, yeah. area yeah Wait, so hold on. Before six years ago, you were still out here? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's wild. From yeah. from what, like post-high school or college till? College. I did a stint back in New York after I, uh, to get, to move, to get a gig with Live Nation after Reprise went sideways. They like okay. kind of let us all go and they moved Reprise and they folded the whole label into Warner's. So right. I took, okay. at the time, my kids were only three. And so I moved there for like 18 months to work for Live Nation. And then I moved back, back here or back to L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other way. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. When you decided. So at what point in this um, in this timeline did you decide to change what you were doing? And when did the kids fall into that? Oh, well, so like I had a vision of of being a life coach a long time ago, like when I first had my kids. So my kids were around two when I lost my job at Reprise. And before that, I was, you know, 40 and I'm like, shit, you know, I want to have a family. And I didn't have a significant other because most of them were just, you know, on the road kind of things. (laughs) And so you lived on the road. Yeah, I did. So, you know, and then, so when I, when I wanted to have kids, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just run a marathon instead. And so I kind of pushed it off a couple more years. So now I'm 42 and I'm like, okay, and I start having kids and they're like, yeah, right. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Should have thought about that a while ago, lady. Yeah. Right. So two years of fertility drugs, I ended up pregnant with twins. So oh I had my, my twins on my own through donors. I had an egg and a sperm donor. Wow. So they're not my DNA, but I carried them. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That is huge. I know. Wow. I know. It's pretty ballsy when I think about it now, when I'm like, what the hell was I thinking now that they're 14 and they're teenagers? Can I ask you a question? Right. This is a total sidestep because I didn't really realize all this. Can you, is there a certain age limit to be able to do that? Like, can you be, <laughs> Jason can start getting scared. Can you, can you be like 60 and get those? both those donors and still and carry the baby well most fertility doctors won't do it it's after 50 yeah it's all just drugs you just drug your body into thinking that you're not 
in menopause, you know? Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I never. Because um, you've seen like, you've seen like, you know, oh, the mom carried her daughter's baby, you know? Uh, they're, yeah. Yeah. So like a 60 year old woman, I mean, it's all, you're, you're going to be high risk at that point, mm-hmm. you know, just because of your age. Yeah, um, sure. But, you know, you can, you can do it. How did it's you just, feel when you found out they were twins? Oh my God. <laughs> I was, I was actually excited because I didn't, I knew being a single parent, I wanted them, to, I wanted to have two of them. So they had each other, you know, That's real, you got it yeah. done in one, you know, yeah. One and done or two and done. Two and done. Yeah. But it was like, it, it's like, it's like some things in my life. I, I think about it and I just go, okay, how did I do that? Like when you're in hindsight and you're like, how did I do that? And it was always this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to move to LA. My mother was like, you don't know any, that you're crazy. Why are you doing that? I'm not, Cause I want to live there. You know, I don't care how I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Blinders, right? <laughs> it was just blinders. You're just going to block out everybody that's naysayers and telling you, you can't. But don't you love that sure. confidence? I yeah. do. I yeah. do. As we get older, so we lose some of that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's conditioning, you know, and, yeah. and it's, you know, it's just life. And so I did the same thing then. I was just like, I'm doing it. I don't care. Nobody can talk me out of it. And my mother's like, do you really? You know, my parents were like, do you really like want to have kids at 44? No. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. They're going to keep me young. <laughs> and they do. And they keep me on my toes and they keep me wanting to be youthful in my energy. Yeah. You know? Sure. But it's not easy. Trust me on that. Yeah. <laughs> not easy. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. tell us about the um, the career change a little bit, how you started doing that. So at that point, I was just getting tired of the lifestyle, you know, and I just thought, oh, what, you know, what else am I good at? You know, and people would always tell me when I was like running a, a team of people, like, you know, the, my field staff that I would have at the label or any people that were my, in, my assistants that all ended up being like vice presidents or, or, you know. I like tried to mentor them. You know, I tried to be like, I tried to get to know them as humans and what motivated them and then speak that language. Not you learned like their just, love language. I did, but I didn't yeah. even know about that book back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was more like, you know, what does, how does one person, that person motivated versus the other person, you know, some of them like to be like need fire you know, sure. like they need a stick up their butt and some people need coddling and some people need rah-rah motivation, you know, yeah, but yeah. I kind of got, I was, I was always complimented that I was good at that. And I thought, oh, wow, that's something that I need to consider. Cause when you're thinking about like, at that point in your life, you're like, what, you know, what's my purpose? Like, what the hell am I here for anyway? You know, and my career in the music business I thought I was really great at the job I know I was you know but I was having fun and I thought you know how can I how can I find any which way to Sunday to maneuver this chart and get my band on the top you know now I didn't write the songs obviously but there's all kinds of like shenanigans as we are on St. Patrick's Day (laughs) that you can do to you know to help the cause let's say you know so i just felt like well i had that sh- i had run that course you know 
I mean, I'm still doing a job in the music industry currently while I'm trying to transition mm-hmm. into, you know, being full-time life coach and hypnotist, but I've been doing like this as a side, a side hustle for a while. And I just finished a year long program to learn more tools. And it was unbelievably eye-opening, life-changing, like things I didn't ever consider wow. before. What program was that? It's it's a called the Institute for Coaching Mastery, mm. and this woman um, Alyssa Nobriga created the program. Which she has like double master's degrees in psychology and somatic work, which is the mind body connection. She's worked with Deepak Chopra and Byron Katie, and she's just got the most wonderful energy. But the content, this year long content, was so eye opening. And if I can like take two things away from an entire year of that program is the practice of compassionate self-forgiveness. It really is just like, you know, there's so much of your life that that's conditioned, right. That you just learned it from your parents who learned it from their parents. And like, nobody ever questioned it. Like, sure. Is this true? You know, is this really true? Do we have to really believe that? so when you start so but but the thing was then it's not from coming from judgment like oh they didn't know what the hell they were doing it's more like i forgive my parents for blank you know teaching me blank or uh, having me believe blank and the truth is what i know now right you know but it's more coming from a compassionate place and then it's it's for yourself like i didn't know any better like i just learned what i learned from them. And then I just kept doing these behaviors thinking that that's all you're supposed to do. But then when you like look back and you go, okay, it's so then you figure out it's not working. You know, you know, when it's not working, it doesn't feel good anymore or you're not getting where you want to go, or you're just feeling stuck or heavy or, you know, all that, or, or you're in behaviors. Like I was in, you know, just going home and drinking wine sure. because you just, it, you're not feeling thing? good. Hmm? I'd be like, is that a bad thing going home and drinking wine? <laughs> it depends on how much. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's a delicious thing at le- at the Sometimes, least. Yeah, right. Oh, Sometimes. I I cannot disagree with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I called myself like I was a connoisseur, you know, in the high end wine clubs and going to Napa Valley and <laughs> swirling, you know. <laughs> It does sounds this have a, like does this us. have a bad end of story? <laughs> no, no. It just, well, what made you decide to stop drinking? Well, because I'm a single parent of two kids, right? And I was falling asleep on the couch at like seven. And then I thought to myself, how the hell am I going to like take them to sports after school or at nighttime activities or um you know, when they get older and they're driving and you got to like, and you know that they're going to be at a party and have to get picked up at some point, you know, and then I can't be sloshed on the couch, <laughs> you know, or call sure. Uber to take them to the ER. You know what I mean? Like, kids, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you really credit hypnosis for helping you uh, stop drinking. Tell us about that journey. Well, because. I got to a point where, you know, you try, okay, I'm going to stop, right? I'm going to stop. I'm not going to do this anymore. All right. So 
I'm just going to wait, you know, it's Monday and I'm just going to wait till Friday. And then I'm only going to have two drinks on Friday. And then you're bargaining with yourself. All, you know, it's this whole thing in your mind. It's this mind trip where you start, you start during the day and you go, oh my God, you're pissed at yourself because it's Monday morning and you drink all day Sunday or whatever. You had too many drinks on Sunday or all weekend you were, you know, having too much. Monday morning you wake up. Okay. I'm not, uh, you know, don't feel good. I'm not going to do this. And then you beat yourself up all day long. Till one o'clock happens and then it's five and I'm like, okay, I just told myself I wasn't going to have any, but I'm going to have like just one. And then, you know, one turns into three. And then, so I got tired of like saying I was going to stop and not stopping, but I just didn't know how to do it. Right. And I didn't want to go to an AA meeting. I just didn't, I didn't want to stand in front of everybody and drag myself through the mud. I just didn't feel like that that was right for me. I know it works for a lot of people and I don't ever want to like bash what works for people ever, but it just wasn't something that interested me. And so um, I started this online program called the Sober School and she was actually in TCP at one point. Oh, really? That that was our uh, transformation coaching program we were in together. Yes, yes. So... (laughs) I just like thought, okay, you know, I see that it's all about like just learned behaviors, right? And so I just got to figure out how to stop it. And I, and I knew about subconscious reprogramming and if that it works. And so I sought out a, a hypnotist here in town and I swear to God, it's like, it was gone. Yeah. I saw him three times. That was wow. it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, so then it was like, okay, now like the urges are gone, but now what, you know, it's five o'clock and I don't have the urge to want to have wine. And I really kind of don't like want to, but now what am I going to do, yeah. <laughs> you know? So then it's more about, you know, how do I, how do I, be, it was becoming somebody that doesn't do the behavior anymore. That's what the hypnosis really does. You know, when people stop smoking, they don't call themselves smokeaholics the rest of their lives. Right. You know, they don't. <laughs> right. They just don't do the behavior anymore. And so, like, sure. you, Jason, you used to smoke, right? Yeah. Do you wake up and think about cigarettes anymore? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Because you just why? blew my mind real quick. I, I've never even thought of it like that. They don't call people who used to smoke cigarettes smokeaholics, but why do they call people used to drink alcohol alcoholics that's interesting yeah right see and so here's the here's the where the the rub is right yeah so if you go to an AA meeting you stand up in front of all these people and you say i'm an alcoholic and i haven't had a drink in five years or however long it's been right you're still identifying you have the identity of still being that right without always being able to behave like that so you're always fighting with yourself Right. internally but when you all of a sudden say i'm not that person that does that behavior anymore i don't ever think about it i honestly don't ever think about wine i could be at a party and everyone's drinking and i don't that doesn't bother me yeah oh, that's how Just i like feel vegans with, when yeah. vegans go vegan they're not dreaming about hamburgers <laughs> well let me tell you when i went vegan <laughs> I wanted nothing but a cow in my mouth. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, I tried vegan, obviously, for like a, a very minimal time, days worth. Uh, it's it's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
but but like anything it's a decision it, i was just about to say but yeah. i didn't really want to do that so yeah. that's you know yeah just yeah. i mean that's now, that's why um, i still enjoy drinking wine because i don't necessarily want to quit unless i'm like okay i might die from doing this so maybe i should actually stop <laughs> right and that's just it it's it's everybody's and there's a lot of people that can do it and don't feel bad you know no but sure. it, it was making me feel bad yeah, yeah. like I had headaches. I couldn't sleep. And then I was feeling just like guilt about right. the kids, you know? Right. Sure. So, yeah, I would too. My gosh. Now, you can were you, about to um, say, yeah. I was just going to say about the hypnosis journey. So you only met with this hip- hypnotist like three times over what span of period. And then how much were you listening back to hypnosis every day? And do you like still do that? Um. I only, well, I, I went to him sporadically. Like there was like at the beginning, we, it was like once a week for like a few weeks at a time, like the three weeks. And then I got, I went to see him a little later, but I never, never drank again. Mm-hmm. I never drank again. You know, I saw him a few times after that just for other stuff. But I think at that point I didn't have to continue the like hypnotic things because like I didn't need to, it was gone. It just wow. went away, you know? And some of the people that I work with, um, you know, you have to get to the root. And when the roots pulled out, it's it's not going to come back. But some people like don't hit the root right away, you know. And so it could be like they want to quit because the doctor told them to. You know, or they want to like go on a diet because the you know their spouse said they're getting too fat or something like that you know what i mean like it's not something at the core root of yourself you have to want the change or it's not going to work yeah and then it just yeah. depends on how many sessions it will take for you to get there you know it's all just digging 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 a little deeper a little deeper until you finally come to what it is you know and pull the root out and then just reprogram it from a positive frame, reframing it and saying, you know, yeah, this is who I want to be now. I want to identify as a person that doesn't do that anymore. So, cool. yeah, so, it's it really so cool. simple and easy. <laughs> I know It can be, it can, can be, be, you know, yeah. it really can be. And it is, it is just that when you make a decision to do something like right. having kids at 44, yeah, nothing right. was going to stop me yep so yeah. wild yeah and for you like how not even not lucky but like grateful that it only took you three times to see a guy and then you're like i'm done yeah and you like yeah. genuinely were like no that's it that's okay yeah. and you were but okay but i did with that six it? week program before okay okay but yeah. still i mean that's still come on like within yeah. a couple of months that's pretty awesome yeah and then he was like you know what you really if this is so so fascinating to you you should go and get and get certified yourself you know and i did yeah. i did cool. that yeah so have you been teaching wow. people hypnosis I, I don't teach them more than yeah. i just practice it on them you know mm. with them i should say What's it's not that? like some voodoo thing <laughs> Are you hypnotizing us right now? Jason, help me. Help. I help. feel tired. Uh. I just sent her four grand on Venmo. What happened? That's impossible. The limit's 1500 Ha <laughs> ha. No. Uh-huh. Actually, I think it's 2500 
Um, <laughs> that's cool. Funny. That's no, that's very cool though. What a change! Gosh, going from like rock, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll to to twins and <laughs> hypnotism. <laughs> yeah, and now like I'm really trying to find my like niche, you know. Like sure. what's who are the people that would I could most serve? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I guess you just got to get out there to do it to see who who is uh, attracted to me and and what I have to say and yeah. how I can help them. And and I think obviously, you know, being in entertainment, a lot of people in our in our sphere, you know, um, could be feeling this way about even workaholism, right? Working too right. much. Oh yeah. Yeah, it can be any, it can be really, I feel like it's anything that any behavior that is a little bit extreme. Yeah. And I can help them come over here or more in the neutral middle is is like, like the best space, you know? Yeah. But like workaholism is the same thing. It's the same thing. It's an adaptive behavior to make you not want to feel something Mm -hmm. or sit with something. And it's like, for a workaholic, I would say, what do you fear if you slow down? What do you fear? Right. Oh, the other guy's going to get the ad and I won't. (laughs) No. Right. right. (laughs) You know, oh, the one up me on the chart, whatever it is. It's always that do, do, do better, 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 better. And you're do, 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 doing all the time until you're in like a pile of do, do. And then you're exhausted and you're like, what the hell, you know? Right. (laughs) Pile of do, do does not sound enjoyable. (laughs) No, it's no fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So if someone wants to work with you, what's your process with, um, they go to your website, of course, which is Lynn Two Ends McDonald Two Ends Two L's dot com. Uh, what's yeah. their like? How do they start working with you if someone's listening and they're like, well, what I do? The first thing I do is a is a signature um, a, a signature mo- modality that I learned from my teacher, and it's called a um, clarity session. But in the clarity session, what we do, and it's always um, I always do this. Uh, for free. And, you know, because I want to make sure, first of all, that the person and I can commute, you know, are on the same page and we and what their intentions are and that they're really in it to want to make the change. And then um, I give them a quick win. And the quick win is what you do is I'm looking at my board right here. So I want you to like envision like what it is that you really, really want. Like, what do you want? Like really that you have a magic wand. What do you really want? Don't think about like how you're going to get there or what, you know, anything that's blocking you. And then we write it down on this whiteboard. And then we go to the, okay, where are you now in relation to that? Like, you know, how far away are you from that perfect, that vision of yourself or where you want to go? Like, and then in the middle, we figure out what the blocks are. And the funny thing is everybody thinks, oh, the block is like building the wall that's preventing you from doing it. But it's really the stepping stones to your freedom. And when you make peace with the blocks, when you actually like uncover them, get to the root, and then compassionately forgive yourself for believing that they were in the way, then we move forward. And so it's like the, the clarity session is 
fantastic in and of itself. And it, you know, and I do that for free. And then, um, and then I make an offer if they want to work with me and we see, you know, how many sessions they might want to do. And I combine my coaching um, modalities that I learned and then some hypnosis, whatever, you know, I tailor make it to whatever, uh, whatever's going to suit them best to move forward. Nice. So yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's been really, it's kind of, it's wild when we have guests on because, you know, we've just, you and I sort of just sent some notes to each other, but we never really know what to expect when someone comes in on the podcast. It's been really cool uh, finding out all these things about you. Is oh, there any you. other, uh, before we get to our last segment, it's five o'clock somewhere. Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as um, living your truest passions because we kind of we went through a lot of the great stuff yeah I just think like people always say like what you know what is it I don't know like a lot when people say I don't know I don't know what I want and you really do you Mm -hmm. do and I think that there's some key signals for you to look for right it's like where when do you feel most alive when you're doing it like when you're doing something does it make you feel alive and it, like just in flow, in flow state, you know, like athletes that are just in the zone and, you know, they can't, you can't even get them out of the zone. Yeah. So it's like, what do you, you know, do you feel alive? Like, and then are, and then your wombs are your wisdom. That's another thing. It's like, for me, my womb was drinking, you know, like, oh, your wound. Yeah. my wound. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a, it was a crutch, you know, it was like, or a thorn in my side. I thought, so I thought, right. Mm-hmm. But when I found out like, oh, I can overcome this and show other people how to do it. Now I feel like I, I can gift, kind of, a yeah. Gift, having that. Yeah. They, they are gifts. They are yeah. gifts. Right. Yeah. So those are like a couple things to consider, you know? Yeah. I love it. I just think that's fun. Okay, uh, we're at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere. We ask you five quick questions to get to know you even better. Lynn. Wow. McDonald, are you ready? I am. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Question number one. Name one band that you had the coolest experience with over your many years in the music industry. Something memorable. Come on. Oh, Oh, my God. There's so many. I can't. I guess flying on a g5 jet on the mca jet with kevin weatherly to trent reznor's house in new orleans and having dinner with him and my and uh marilyn manson oh my gosh oh my God. that is that, is that sounds insane <laughs> isn't that cool that's the life wow. you walked away from yes forget them yeah kevin I weatherly know. uh is the was the program he's done a lot of more things but he's also the main programmer uh back in the day of kroq here in. he's London. there now he's back again. oh is he back yeah oh, i didn't even realize that he also i worked at k-rock in new york he uh was the beginning programmer before uh steve kingston came in yes that's what it's weird i worked at k-rock and uh, of course they, i know steve kingston yeah they never sent me on a jet to hang out <laughs> with <Brent Reznor. laughs> at all that's upsetting <laughs> wow um is the yeah, whole was, was the whole house like goth like it was it was like cool but yeah yeah definitely goth wow 
back in the day. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, depending on when it was, he was pretty yeah. dark then. He was yeah. dark then. He's not yeah. now. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. He's sober. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. I'm yeah. Kidding, I'm kidding, guys. But I mean, he wrote some of the greatest stuff in the world when he was on drugs, unfortunately. But yeah. that's how it works yeah. out. That is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. 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 Okay, question number two. Okay, we talked about you becoming sober. Speaking of which, a lot of our newly sober friends turn to something else for fun, like ice cream or treats or whatever. What's your new obsession? Oh, dark chocolate. <laughs> dark chocolate. <laughs> dark chocolate. But it's the one that's the who, H-U, and it's got the uh, hazelnut creamy thing in the middle. Yeah, it's always oh. like a sugary thing, I think. Yes. Where, yeah. I feel like I just saw that the other day. Who? Yeah, it almost looks H-U. like it's you. Yes. Yeah, I think that it goes to, uh, some of the money goes to, like, wildlife or something like that. Right. Yeah. Nice. Gotta I'm not it. a big ice cream person, but I love this dark chocolate ice cream. I think it's Jenny's. Mm. Oh, Jenny. Oh, my God. Jenny's. That's phenomenal. Okay. Uh, question number three. Uh, you've toured uh, the world, well, the U.S. with your music industry job. Where is one place that you haven't lived in the U.S. that you could see yourself living for the rest of your life? Oh, the rest of my life. Yeah. Not LA, not New York. Oh God! Indiana? Hell no! Utah? Oh. I would, Seattle, yeah, you Portland? know, those sound terrible. Austin? No, Sorry. Dallas? No, no. Florida? I guess maybe Jackson Hole, Wyoming. That could be All pretty. Right. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say interesting, but that makes sense. Pretty. Do you sure. remember yeah. which artists you've seen there? Never. Uh-huh. I've never been to Jackson Hole. Oh, I thought maybe you did on your tours. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, question number four. Name one thing no one ever told you about having kids. <laughs> She's like, do you have an hour? <laughs> oh my God, what they never told me? Yeah, like you're like, oh wow, no one ever <laughs> talked about turn, this. When they turn 14, they hate you. <laughs> hey, come on, I've heard that. I know. <laughs> but you know what? It's feeling it is different than knowing. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. When you're just like, oh, I was I like this to my mother? <laughs> and the answer is probably the answer, yes, yes. I, was, I was pretty sarcastic to my parents. Yeah. yeah like, you know everything. Yeah. No, maybe that isn't a good enough answer. Just like, guess how fun it would be, you know? Just all the things they say and how fun it is. Yeah. You kind of think... It's a lot of work, though. Man, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I hear you. I believe it. Okay, um, <laughs> we touched on this a little bit as we were closing up. But question number five, your final question, Lynn. Oh, God, it better be good. What do you think is the biggest step someone can take to finding their best life or living their best life? Want to know what it is? Yeah. Slow down and get quiet. I like it. I was hoping you, got, you were going to say, slow the fuck down. Oh, I would. I would yeah, I could say that. But seriously, everybody's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, you don't sit with yourself. It's, you have to sit with yourself. Yeah. Not on your phone, scrolling Instagram at three in the morning. I don't know who does that. Ask <laughs> me how many things I bought on Instagram. Oh I just bought a bunch of things at like 6 a.m. the other day. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, just being so 
quiet and slow. Yeah. Because when you slow down, you speed up. Like the universe then like it, yeah. it, it align, things align for you and it's easier, but it goes faster. Right. Yeah. All right. Great advice. Well, Lynn, like you've it, been yeah. uh, really, really a joy to have on the podcast. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. I really yeah, appreciate so it. We could yeah. work it out. Uh, yeah. Lynn McDonald, find her on her website, lynnmcdonald.com. Instagram, socials, what do you got? Um, at Lynn McTwin on oh. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cute. And then I'm just Lynn McDonald on Facebook. And I don't, I'm not on any other other. Yeah. I'm not on TikTok or Snapchat. <laughs> not my yet. Kids, my kids are on that. That's, I just, yeah. I, I just have say, parentals so. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for being on and thank you for sharing so many of your passions with us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. That was Lynn McDonald in the house. She was Are you really, sure it's not really... Lynn McDowell? <laughs> I want to just keep saying McDowell. McDowell. Well, because Andy McDowell. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's the there's McDowell. There's this artist, Devin Gilfillian, and I just want to call him Gilfinian. Some I oh. Irish, Irish yeah. situation that's coming out. Yeah. But she's really sweet. I didn't really... Um, I don't. Re- I probably have heard her speak not in person, maybe, but yeah. I didn't know. I knew she was from New York, so I didn't know if she was going to be like a tough cookie with like a, a New York attitude. And meanwhile, she's like the sweetest thing ever. She's. You know why? Because she's from Buffalo. Boom. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. No, I mean, that's that's like one of Spencer's all-time favorite cities. I mean, I because because the people the there and the food there are incredible. I mean, yeah. it is it is a special place. I hear. But you. no, so I, I that's why I asked her. You know, hey, did you go to Amherst? I should have said, did you go to Amherst High? Because there actually is an Amherst University. So, anyways, that's nice. cool though. Yeah, I loved her whole story yeah. off the air. She told us a pretty funny story about Rod Stewart. <laughs> we can't we can't tell you. Although we should start like a Patreon where people can learn detailed information in a small group for a small fee do you coming know, soon to the cause i have to podcast do you know how much detailed information we've got <laughs> <laughs> I, I interviewed rod stewart once but it was over the phone that's still cool was he pretty cool yeah he said something i remember linda james remembers he said something kind of smart alecky to back to me wow. i forget she would remember because she keeps using that phrase to me He had had he had a crazy story because when I interviewed him, you know, maybe eight, ten years ago, he had had throat cancer and at one point couldn't speak for like six months. So he never knew if he was able to sing again. But he didn't. He can now. What's his name from uh, Journey have the similar thing? Oh, I feel like Steve Perry had something else. Oh, Steve Perry, I don't something think else can. with his voice, though. Yeah, I don't think Steve Perry can sing. Oh, There's boy. a lot of artists. What's that older one? The one who played Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews. Oh yeah. He had something where she couldn't sing anymore. Linda Ronstadt. Think about it, like your your biggest thing you've done your whole life, and you can't right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But no, Rod's back out there. Yeah. And we have a friend who sings in a Rod Stewart cover band. That's right. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Rod Stewart music. Nope, not one bit. 
Casey, that's why I'm probably never going to go to that Rod Stewart cover band. But he's excellent. I will go see him in his, what is it, 80s or 90s cover band that he's in. Yeah, I mean, we saw him play them. He play, didn't didn't we or no? Yeah, we saw him in uh, is it like Agora Hills or somewhere over there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew the name of the band, but they're great. Yes, they are really. Good. And if you like Rod Stewart, he plays a great Rod Stewart as well. He really does. I can't tell you the name of that band either. But um. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you, Lynn. <laughs> thanks, Lynn. Oh wait, <laughs> I always think it's funny when we trail off to something else. I know it's very funny. Uh, no, Lynn was really uh, a really fun guest. Yeah, I'd say if you need a little help, I think you give Lynn McDonald a little little call, and you can get that free consult to see what your issues are. Um, yeah, and there's a lot like you know, if someone's like drinking a lot, it's not about the behavior of drinking. Yeah, it's finding out why you're drinking so much, sure. why you're blocking your feelings. For anything that you're doing, you know, if you're yeah. working too hard or whatever it is, yeah. yeah, true that. Well, I think that's another. It's another great ref, Jasonovich. I think it's time to time to move on. Time to get going. That's a time to <laughs> song. All right, um, we'll be back next week. The waiting is the hardest part, uh, but thanks for tuning in, guys. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Cause I Have to Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have to Podcast. Email us at podcast at gmail.com. If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them. And if you dig what you hear, please share, share the, the podcast, podcast on, on your, your socials. socials so we can grow this baby. Okay, folks, until next time.